It is Monday, August 29th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, the guy who was originally scheduled to be last night's Moon Man at the MTV Music Awards, J.P. Shadrick. I'm not aware of that reference. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday. I am J.P. Shadrick. We've got a busy show, of course. Pro Football Hall of Fame left tackle Tony Baselli is here. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco down in South Florida. The roster cut coming up this Tuesday. The Fanatics fan questions in the second hour. And we'll go around the National Football League as we do each and every Monday. Tony, I was going through the ratings book from last week. And it was almost an all-time high last week. Yeah, it's going to take a hit today because uh, the uh, I was going to say great one, but that wouldn't be accurate. <laughs> that would be accurate. <laughs> that would be Prisco, highly accurate. Mr. Prisco's back. Welcome back. I am back. I am where, back where from were Minnesota you? and New Orleans. Are those teams going to go to the playoffs? Yes, they are. Both of them. Hmm. Who who were they practicing against? No, no, they were both just having regular practices. Minnesota. I went to Minnesota, then the Saints. Oh, got it. Uh, Minnesota's got a good team. They're going to score a ton of points if if they can stop the run. They're going to be good. Uh, and as far as uh, New Orleans, New Orleans has a nasty defense. Nasty. You know, it's just a matter of Jamison turn it over. But don't talk about the rating. The ratings were lower than they've ever been last week. I got my sources in Jacksonville. I know all about the ratings. Tony, they plummeted when I wasn't there. You two were probably giving it nothing but two hours of happy talk. I know how that plays. It was accurate talk. It was accurate yeah, talk. Spot on. That's what the people want. That's what they don't they want you nonsense. Way, by the way, I do. I I will relay this story from Minneapolis. There is a guy that works up there now that used to work in Jacksonville last year that told me that they would have him monitor the show to see if I was saying anything controversial. (laughs) (laughs) I have some questions about that. Um, Interesting. Um, I mean, I I think I know I know where it came from. It came from down the hall who's not there anymore, but it was it came from Urban and his crew over there. Well, you you were on your best behavior last year, Pete. I must say. Well, like I well, like I told him, I said, "Look, I fired the guy every every week. I'm not going to deny that." And it was a pleasure every single week to see the look on Tony Baselli's face because he couldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if they took video samples or something. No, it was good. I mean, Pete, you were, I thought you were fair last year. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't you? You never attacked. Just no, it wasn't a personal attack. It was just get him out of there, <laughs> and, and uh, ultimately it happened. But yeah, they were. Uh, it wasn't. Look, I would never make a personal attack on anybody, ever. I just wouldn't do that. Now, if you're going to be an idiot as a coach and do dumb things, then I will attack those. And I attacked him right from the get-go with the you know hustle, hustle, hydrate, hydrate, let's go, let's go, team, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, and the way he walked up and down the aisle in the stretching, uh, you know, the stretching lines with every coach, all 52 of them that he had. It just was, it was all, it was all hoax. It was all garbage. He's out. Got a pro in there now. Move forward. Yeah, I was gonna say the you good news the, is we don't talk about it anymore. You think they're still monitoring the show? Yeah, I would if I was them. <laughs> I would I'm, monitor us. <laughs> I'd be monitoring everything that comes out of this, you know, out of what? 
Pete. So he predicted mouth. a playoff record last year. Don't, let's not forget that. Who did? Almost early in the season, you thought they might be in the playoffs. No, I no early. no. I, first of all, last year, to be clear, I said they'd win between four and six games. You said between three and five. But early in preseason, before we no. actually saw what was going on, remember, JP, there was some was like hint eight. of maybe – It was like eight, eight nine. Eight, nine. Somewhere in that ballpark. I remember clearly. Sure. You guys have great memories. Are we going to wait till next week to make our predictions for the, se- for the season? Yeah, we should probably do that because that's the yeah. Labor Day night show and there will be nothing well, else to talk about well, except Well, Labor that. Day night is – I'm on Labor Day, so I'm not sure I'm going to be laboring that day. Oh, you'll be laboring. Oh, you're we're, we're, you're put, you're going to be working that day. You've oh. always worked on Labor Day. Oh, yeah. You've worked every what? Now you get an HOF underneath your name. You don't work on Labor Day. What He's the just, hell is that? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Comes with a gold probably, jacket. Probably has an autograph signing. He's got to do something. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm going. You know what I'm doing next weekend? I'll be in uh, New York, Pete, at the U.S. Open. Tennis? Tennis. Yeah, I'm taking my wife, and wow. I got a client that wants to go. Wait so. a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. The story has changed. Two weeks ago, you said you're going to Colorado for your cousin's wife's birthday. I am Monday, and now all of a sudden you're at the U.S. Open. Well, let me let me. And uh, I'll be in Colorado Friday. Get your story straight. I'll be in Colorado Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. I fly to New York for the U.S. Open. Monday, it looks like I'll be doing the show from my hotel in New York. Hmm. Amazing. So you're going to be there all weekend, and you're going to have a weekend in New York then. Well, I mean, if you consider Sunday and Monday the whole weekend, sure. Oh, oh, you're not getting there until Sunday. Okay. Still, that's a good, good little trip. Take yeah. your wife up. Go enjoy New York. It'll be good. Are they going to introduce you before the match on the on the court? Well, the Hall, of, Hall of Fame tackle, Tony Baselli. Let's hear it one more time. Hall of Fame tackle, Tony Baselli. We've got to hear it every time you introduce the show. Oh, there's Pete Prisco in Hall of Fame tackle, Tony Baselli. Should I should I wear the gold jacket into Arthur Ashe Stadium? No, because in New York, they might take it from you. <laughs> Walk down 2nd Avenue with that on. Hey, yeah, um, no, hey, Tony, you took you were off. So Pete was off this past week on on this show. Yeah, Tony, you. I don't know if you know this, Pete. He didn't do the game on Saturday in Atlanta. Why I not? Did, I did not. Why? Because it was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> opening weekend of college football, and it was my son's, uh, who's last year of playing college football, um, opening game, and so I said, you know what. And Chad Johnson, our uh, oh, no, he, fearless he leader, got a permission slip. I talked to Chad, oh, okay. and he said, "You know what? Last preseason game, I think it'd be just fine if you went to see your son plays for his uh, opening day of uh, his last year playing football." Well, he's at FAU, Tony. Yeah, he's at FAU. Okay. Um, okay. So two things about that: one, Lagerman was probably thrilled. Two. Well, he- Frangie was thrilled because they could actually get some airtime. <laughs> actually, I don't think they were happy because the last preseason game, if anyone knows the NFL, is especially <laughs> when nobody plays, which nobody played, uh, is the most difficult thing to do of the entire year. So, Pete, it cost me. I had to buy dinner for uh, Mr. Frangie and Mr. Logaman. And guess who tagged along for a freebie? That would be one J.P. Shadrick. Well, J.P. I, I tagged along because I was invited on these airwaves last week out of nowhere. I felt guilty. I'm like, I guess I'll go then. I mean, what do you want me to do? Not go? I felt guilty. So, he so was going to eat Did by they himself. go somewhere really expensive to oh, take yeah. advantage? Oh, yeah. It was good. It yeah. wasn't cheap. 
Where'd you go? Chops or something in Atlanta? No, it was out at this. We we I'll say we stayed at this really nice like chateau. Chateau Elon up um, about an Brazel- hour about an hour outside of Atlanta. Brazelton, Georgia, up I seventy five or I eighty five. Excuse me, northeast. Why? Because it's, it's by right Flow- by Flowery Branch. Yeah, ten minute drive to Flowery. Oh, that's Branch. right. Because you. That's right. It's way up there. I and they had a bunch of restaurants on property, and that was one of the big yeah. steakhouse. So, did right. you go to Flowery Branch for a couple days, and then go to your your yeah. son's game? I went oh, to okay. watch. I went to watch practice. Um, put time in, did some work, and then uh, went to uh, South Florida from what, there. What did you like from practice, Tony? What stood out to you the most? Um, we were watching the tackles then. They were rotating. We'll get to that a little later coming up. I mean, it's good to see another team, right? Yeah, I thought it was bad, I thought, bad team. Yeah, I don't know how good Atlanta is. I, I mean, I think it was clear that in practice we were the more physical team, which I, I think is always important. Um, now, we only had really one day of practice because the second day, for whatever reason, they took the pads off and they were just in shells. So that you can't really tell anything from that. But I thought, you know, I thought we did a good job. And I thought the team looked sharp. I thought, you know, looking at some of the tape, Trevor, you know, they were on the far field. So watching practice, we didn't get to see Trevor much live. I watched some of the tape afterwards. And uh, he looked sharp, had some nice throws. I thought the line um, moved people around. There was some good running, uh, good lanes for the back. So, yeah, I thought it was a very positive overall uh, two days of work with the, with the Falcons. I'm not sure, to Pete's point, I'm not sure how good the Falcons are and how many games they're going to win this year. Yeah, it sounded like Trevor had a really good practice, couple of well, that practice anyways. Why did uh, – let me ask you something. Why did all those guys sit out – all of them sit out? I mean, did they all need to sit out? I mean, Who, are they what? that good a team that guys can – nobody has to play? Well, it's a, it's a fair point. Um, I think it always goes, Pete, back to the risk-reward. What are you going what, what to gain out of Trevor and that group playing two series? No, not like, him. But there's there were some guys that didn't play in that game that could have played. Like who, uh, now like I got to go through the list and think. But okay, you you played Devin Lloyd. Well, because he hadn't had a rep in a game all year. I know, but he played him into this what almost a halftime, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he did. Yeah, a quarter and a half, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched. I just watched the tape today. There, he was struggling with uh, diagnosing things and being lined up and knowing where to go and stuff. It looked like on the tape. I don't know. Did you see that in the game, Tony? Oh, well, um, you didn't watch it, but I mean, did you watch, I the, watched tape? the tape? I watched the tape. I thought he looked tentative at times. Yes. Yes. Like Thinking he was too much. You know what it looked like is a rookie playing his first game ever. I mean, he chased down a couple plays. He made oh, a couple plays see. on the sideline and, uh, and chase, he showed off his speed a little bit, but yeah, it wasn't, it was ten, tentative is good. He looked like he was thinking too much. Instead yeah, of just playing. That, that could cause that could make you look tentative. I mean, the one thing that jumps out is his athletic ability, his length, his range, um, all good things. You know, I expect him, you know, he needed the reps. He needed the time in that game. So I like that Doug played him. I'm trying to think who else would you like to see? Like I'm I I'm a little bit surprised they didn't play Muma. Did Chase on play? Um I did not. No. See Chase on out there. Um, well, he I would have played. I, I would have played Chase on. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think there was probably a handful of guys, yeah. Pete, but I'm not sure how much it matters. No, I mean the, the preseason is even worse now than it was when you played. It, it's it's ridiculous, and and everybody overreacts to it. 
we, you know, we, we used to call it the boys of summer when guys like Curtis Marsh would show up and star and then you'd get to play real games and nobody knew what they were doing. I, I just think we overreact to preseason. Oh, this unit, look at Belichick's team looks like crap or this team's not good or that. You can't really tell. You have no idea. You can't, nobody's game planning. Nobody's doing anything. You don't, you have no idea what these teams are doing. Guys, let's take a time out. The uh, Jaguars have announced their first wave of cuts. Ooh. We'll come back. Interesting. And bring that to you. I saw one name that could not surprise me. Did not? Did not. We'll explain that when we return. Of course, in the second hour, your Fanatics fan questions. We'll go around the NFL a little later as well. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. We are off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars all NFL all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Well, some of these guys have really taken advantage of their situations and their opportunities, and, and, and Tim was one of those guys. And, and even, you know, Treadwell being a veteran player, you know, he, he uh, uh, showed up in the first half today. And it was really good, really good to see, you know, some of these young guys take advantage of uh, – of uh, the extended, you know, extended playtime. That's Doug Peterson, of course, after the game in Atlanta. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, and for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jags. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. We're on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We're all on Twitter also. At Prisco CBS, he loves um, Twitter. At Tony Baselli, uh, at JP Shadrick. Is that too strong? I've you don't nice, love it. I've gotten nicer on Twitter. I like old Salty Pete on Twitter. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean nowadays you, you can some you can be salty to somebody and they'll end up getting you fired or something. You don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, you got to be careful. Hey, um, the Jaguars have made roster moves. They have announced that 10 players are waived and or released. So Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Are. Let's run through them. Linebacker Tyrell Adams released. He was a veteran player. No surprise. Uh, defensive lineman Azoya Alufahai waived. No surprise. Running back Raquel Armstead waived. No surprise. Safety Rudy Ford released. A little bit of a surprise for special teams. Yeah, uh, great gunner. Uh, cornerback Benji Franklin waived. No surprise. Offensive lineman Casey McDermott released. No surprise. Defensive back Brandon Rusnak waived. No surprise. Linebacker Chappelle Russell waived. No surprise. Offensive lineman Badera Treor waived. That one, there was some talk that he might actually make it. He had a hamstring oh. later in camp. I remember that. Yeah, but there was early. There was talk that, but he he's a practice squad guy. He'll be on the practice squad. I think they like him. Uh, wide receiver Laquan Treadwell released. Okay, now he can go back to the practice squad. Yeah, uh, you can have veterans. There's uh, right. Yeah, so, right. and I think that's what they're thinking. And whereas they think if they they might be able to get something for Chanel, which because there's no way. I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't have kept. 
Chenault over Treadwell. I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't either. I think I think Treadwell has had a better camp. He does more for you on special teams. I think he's a better receiver. Uh, I do too, Tony. I, I mean, what does Chenault do? He was ter- as a punt returner when they tried that. That was a disaster. No, that's not going to work. Um, so I was surprised by the Chenault one. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on this roster at some point. Um, I think interesting the Raquel Armstead um, release doesn't surprise me, but I also think it sends a, a signal that um, they're going to go find another back. Just, what about Sargent? I think they go find another back. I don't. I, I. I don't. I think the only two guys guaranteed jobs on this team are um, James Robinson and uh, Travis Etienne. I would agree with you. Now, I think Snoop Connor's probably here because he's a draft pick, and teams don't like getting rid of their draft pick. I just. I don't know where Snoop helps you this year. I've not. I mean, he was a short yardage back at Old Miss, correct? That's what his role was? For the most part, yeah. I mean, goal line short like yardage? in the red zone, he would break tackles and then, yes, score. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of shorter yardage. I mean, he wasn't the starter at Ole Miss. Right. He now, lo- he played for a long time. He has a lot of touchdowns because uh, he played all four years. You're right. missing my point. I'm with you. He looks like a short yardage back to me. Okay. And is he a better short yardage back than James Robinson? No. Is he a better goal line back than James Robinson? I don't think so. So, I'm, I'm – I'm trying to figure out where does he fit on this roster. Um, I just think they're going to be active in the market to find a back once you know teams start cutting people. Would you inquire about like a guy like the Niners have four backs? Would you inquire about Trey Sermon or somebody like that? Sure. Yeah, because he's right now. I think he's third or fourth in their depth chart. So although Jeff Wilson's been banged up, that'll be. Might well, force him to keep them. And Shanahan rolls those guys through like they're just pieces of, you know, in the cogs in the wheel. I mean, they just throw them in there. It doesn't matter what their name is. And they find but a I'm way with, to rush for 100 I think yards. they need to find another back. They, they have to get another back. And preferably one who has a little size. Well, here's the problem, Pete, that I have with where they sit. That's the one position group I don't have a ton of confidence in. One, you have James Robinson, who's coming off an Achilles. You have not seen him yet. You've not seen him in live action. Correct. You don't know how that Achilles is going to hold up day in and day out. And what? how many touches can he have? Okay. Two, I don't think Travis Etienne's in every down back. I mean, is he a guy that's going to be down, you know, three down back and get 25, 30 touches a game? Is that how he – What? I don't see that. I mean, I'm really curious. How is he going to hold up in protection? You know, you start blitzing. I mean, we saw Pittsburgh do it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Start blitzing those linebackers, and they're going to blitz the guy, the backer that they know the back has responsibility for. And to Pete's point, we're not the big that big back there. Now, James Robinson proved that he can hold up. Can Travis Etienne hold up? We haven't seen it. Something and, we need and to can see. he hold up carrying twenty times? Both protection and carrying. I mean, let's just say for the argument, Robinson can't go week one. Week two, then then what are your options? You, you gotta get it ha- back. You don't have a lot right now, Pete. No, you, you have to you, get it back. I think you have to go get at least one back. Trade for a guy or waiver claim or both or whatever. Both, whatever's whatever's available, available whatever gets you better. Because I think that's a that's a big concern. Maybe I'm concerned for no reason, 
Maybe James Robinson comes back week one and is ready to carry it 25 times, 20, 25 times. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe Travis Etienne is going to be that in every down back. To me, he looks like more of a change of pace guy. You know, a big play, mm-hmm. matchup, put him in the slot, move him around, give him the ball in space. He does, like he, he does run more physical physically than I thought he would. I mean, he does break some tackles. So mm-hmm. I'm not – nothing against Travis Etienne. But no. He's coming off of Liz Frank. Yeah. It's not like he's a – you know, and, he's clean and not bill only of that, health. But yeah. if, you, if you have – I mean, he's a good back, and he's going to be – I think you're right, Tony. He runs tougher than you thought he would. Um, but does he run tough where you got to get a four-minute offense going? Can you give him the ball? Or is that – if you don't have Robinson game one or game two, if you need to burn the clock, are, you're not burning a clock with a, a what I call air back. That's not what you want to do. For example, the New Orleans Saints would probably put Mark Ingram in the lineup to burn clock. Yes. Yes, they so were. that that's the concern right now there. And you can find it, but there's some backs out there. I mean, you can, you know, look, there's, there's guys out there, but I'm with Tony. I don't think the third back is on the roster right now. I just, are you going to go into week one with Snoop Connor as your guy? You're going to have to count on. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL kid. Hang on to the football for four minutes. I mean, let's think about that. Game. Let's say it is the three guys that are up day, uh, on game day. Yeah. Or let's say James Robinson is cleared and healthy. Mm-hmm. Or to go play, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, and Snoop Connor. You have a guy, one guy coming off a of Achilles, one guy who's never played, a second year player, never played in an NFL game, coming off of Liz Frank, and a rookie who did not start for his college. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't uh, if that was one of those situations where if you had to go trade for one, I don't know if I would necessarily do that. Why? If you get a guy you like, give up a six-rounder, Pete? Yeah, okay, six-rounder, okay. But I'm talking about, like, if there's a veteran out there, you have your eye on. Like, for example, let's say the Browns really like that kid Ford. They want to get rid of one of their backs. Would you trade for one of those guys? For uh, Chubb? Yes, I'll trade for Chubb <laughs> right okay, now. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> How much you know what I mean. You, want, then, yes, you know, I'll one of the it. other backs, like Johnson or one of those guys. No, I wouldn't. No, But, but a six, a six, I'm sure. Well, I mean, what would, you listen, give up for, what would you give up for Chubb, by the way? Just out of curiosity. I I give him my second rounder. Second? Oh, I wouldn't. Wow. I would. Yeah, I for Nick Pete. Chubb? Have you watched him run? Yeah, I'm not giving up. He's already his body's getting. So you got him for two years or something. Yeah. Great. Pete is not going to trade you anything for a running back. I'd I, I give up a late round pick for a back if I if there's. A you want to go look at the back. last five years of second rounders and tell me which one of those you wouldn't take Nick Chubb for? Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm talking about if I'm doing the drafting. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's a concern. I, now, look what the Jags did over last weekend. We haven't – it happened after the show. But they wouldn't trade the seventh rounder for that Cole Van uh, – Cole Van Lannan. Lannan. Van Lannan. I loved it. Watch him in practice. Watch him in the game. He's a guy – I think he'll be active. On game day, part of your fifty-three man roster. I mean, where, I, where does he end, ultimately end up settling in at? I think he's. I think he can play either guard. I think that they, they, he also I gives you. Uh, he also gives you depth that if Ben Barch is not right. up to snuff, I think this kid can play. So, Barch would. So that's what I think. I think they made the move to play him at left guard. It was clear Shatley wasn't physical enough to play left guard. It's no, he's physical enough. He's not long enough. He's little. Enough. He's little. He's not long enough. 
Well, that's physical. That's all part of it. You got to be physical. He's not the physical. He doesn't fit the bill. So, and Barch hasn't taken the job and run with it. So you put this kid in there and you play him at left guard. Well, I mean, I, Barch is going to be your starting left guard opening day, I think. They showed with Chatley that they don't hesitate to yank a guy out of there, though. No, but that was over a period of time. Yeah. I mean, you ask the coaches that they'll tell you that Ben Barch went and took the job from Shatley. He was better than Shatley in camp. And they let that play out for they did two or three weeks. Yeah. Shatley and by was the, the way, guy. here's a couple other running backs I was thinking about, possibly. You tell me, would you make a deal? Would you, would you're interested. Ronald Jones? Late round pick, yes. Miles Gaskin? Who's he with? Miami. Led the team in rushing last year. Yeah. Sony Michelle? Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay, because oh. Miami's going to cut one of those guys. Now we're talking, Pete. I mean, Miami's any one of those. I tell you, I mean, any, like, here's the thing, too. You're first in the waiver list. Hey, Pete, real quick before we go any further, because we were just talking about some people got waived, some got released. Tell the difference. Yeah, if you're a vested veteran – you get released and and you you're you're not subject to the waivers. That's the way it works. Just just so yeah. But only in, um, only before opening day. After opening day, everyone goes through the waiver process. Correct. Right. So yeah. So you're you're he's like anybody now is subject to waivers as as a kid. So but yeah, but like Sony Michelle, that's a, that'd be a good guy to look into. He's but Tony Michelle, Ronald Jones, and Gaskin, all of them would be released, not waived, so they can go anywhere they right, want. Right, yes. right. I would take I would take of those three, you want you want a more physical Gaskin runs tough and hard. I think he's a tough so runner. So does Ron, go watch Ronald Jones run between the tackles. Yeah, well, but something's concerning about that, the fact that the Chiefs are releasing him if they do release him. Let's come back in a moment. A little defensive talk. It was a nice conversation about the running backs. We're gonna flip it over to defense. Flip it. We're flipping it when we come back. Second hour. Oh, he's back with the peanut butter crackers. Pete, you missed it last week. He was eating crackers on the air. Oh, yeah. oh no. Crunching up. He was crunching them on the air. We had a five-minute diatribe about peanut butter and all the positive aspects of it. One thing. Was he chewing on the air? Yes, yes. or no? Yes. Oh, my God. How rude. <laughs> Get that HOF. You can do whatever you want. Uh, we're back in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Came out of the game perfectly fine. Came out strong and healthy. We wanted to get him, you know, uh, the first quarter at least. I think he played almost the first half, you know, 25 or 6 snaps. And then did, did well, you know, did well. Obviously, from, from what I can see, we'll watch the tape on the way home. But... Um, yeah, you know, he, he looked good, uh, played fast, and it was, that was good to see. Doug Peterson after the game Saturday at Atlanta, discussing first-round pick linebacker Devin Lloyd. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday. J.P. Shadrick with the Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco. Well said, J.P., well said. Thank you. Uh, Devin Lloyd, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, was the only, I guess, projected starter to play in the game. All the Does other he guys start? Out. You think so? I don't know. What do you think? Pete, what do you think? Uh, I mean, he should start. Would you, I would start him. You drafted him to be a starter. He was around all all spring, wasn't he? And and was list, was running with the starters until he got hurt. 
Yeah, he's the starter. Yeah, he should be the starter. I, I would start him too. Just let him roll with it. Yeah, I mean, you have two more weeks. Not just hey, here's a here's some third down package things for you. Let no, Mumu start since he's uh, been uh, out there he all starts. Camp. Okay. Yeah, I'd start him, and, and you have Mumu if uh, Mumu. anything goes wrong or <laughs> he called her Mumu. <laughs> Muma. So I don't know if he called that <laughs> he or said Mumu. I said Muma. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Muma. You have um, Muma that if something were to happen or you're, you know, he's shaky or inconsistent or blowing stuff, you can put in. But I would start Devin Lloyd. You know, it's funny when you watch the tape, he doesn't. How much do they list him at? 240, 245? Devin Lloyd on the official roster is listed at 235, six foot three. He looks lean. That's well, a lean, you know, he's he doesn't. tall. Yeah, well, 6'3". Six six three. Three. I guess that's all for about. But I would start him, Get just get on with it. He's your guy. You drafted him to be the starter. He was the starter until he got hurt, correct? Before he pulled his hamstring and run him with the ones all spring and, and on the OTAs and everything. Yep. He starts. He did have to get lined up a couple times, though. You could see that. And it was Quarterman was directing him a couple different times. And he looked like in some past coverages where he was spinning around a little bit, not sure where he should be going. But that, that's a matter expected, of being on the though, field. Right? It's expected. First time yeah. out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, I expected that. But like Tony said, once he stops thinking and just goes, you can see the athletic ability. Where are you with the rest of the defense? Hey, right? hey real quick. Uh, yes, hey Tony. Pete, what about uh, I was just reading, what do you uh what do you think about Alexander Madison? Vikings are trading years up there. Looks like they might be tra- trying to trade him. Yeah, because they have another kid they really like a young back. But yeah, I would, I would, that would be it. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, he's a violent, tough, physical runner. Yes, I would make, I would give up a six for him. Five, six, a fifth. Now you're moving up, Pete. I, I think he's a good back. I really do. I think he he he's exactly what you talk about, Tony. Put him in in the fourth quarter and bleed that clock. He he runs tough. Yeah, if, I'm telling you, if he I. I'm with you, Pete. If he's on the market, if the Vikings are serious, I would definitely look and inquire what it would take to get him. You know, you have to look at your cap because, you know, it's not like the Jags have a bunch of cap room, but he can't be making that much money. But I, I would I would trade for him. I got to say, it is nice to, to talk about and even have the thought in your mind of draining clock in a four-minute drill. This team's won what three games the last two years? No, five games. But you still got a plan for it, JT. I know it's, we're future focused now. I get that, I, I, but it's just it's good to think about that. Well, it's, yeah. more than that, he, he's also another guy that between him and James Robinson, you have your everyday on backs, mm-hmm. and now you can make Travis Etienne is that change of pace and space guy and create packages for him. I mean, I well, would they, feel a lot better if you're three backs going into a Sunday, where a guy like Madison, um. And ETN and and uh, J Rob. Yeah, he became a, he's he would be available because they, that means that they would be going with a young group because they would that means Ty Chandler, who they drafted this year, has had a good preseason, would be their third back because he he would move up. They'd move the the kid from Iowa State up, Naguanu, and then he'd be the third back. So that that would be risky for the Vikings. I wouldn't do that if I were them. I, I mean, why would you? Uh, it was, Dalvin it, Cook doesn't play a whole season. He doesn't. He hasn't finished the season. I'm just saying what was reported on Pro Football Talk. Yeah, I mean, I look if he's available, I'm interested. 
If I'm the Jaguars, I'm and, interested. Would, what draft would you pick? give up? Would you give up a six? It's definitely yeah. a six. I give up a fi- I give up a five for him. I probably give up a five too. Because look at look at their, who are their fifth round picks this year? Are they going to make the team? The corner one was the corner. Just because you make a team as a draft pick doesn't mean you deserve to make the team. Well, especially on that team, sometimes the last couple of years. Um. I mean, if you look, was it Brown? Was Brown the fifth round pick? No, he was the seventh. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, I forget. It's been right, a while. We'll do it during. We'll do it during break. Let's go back to the defense. So I, yeah. I kind of. Are we cutting the? Sh- are you cutting yeah, the team? We're today? gonna cut the team in the second hour of the show. Okay, Pete. second hour. We're, we're off to a good start because we already know. <laughs> <laughs> they they jumped the gun on us today, Pete. Yeah. That. Hey, I. You know, we mentioned Lloyd, but. It seems like the rest of the defense, the starters at least, are solidified. I mean, that's that's a good place to be, right, Pete? I was surprised that Chason didn't play. Pete? Does that mean you're keeping him, or does that mean you might try and trade him? I think I think Chason's – I think Ch- unless someone offers you something worth your while. Like uh, what? Like Alexander Madison? Yeah, Jason for Alexander Madison. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, here's the problem with Jason. You're admitting a major mistake. Now, I know they weren't in that wasn't position when the mistake. pick was there, but. It wasn't their mistake. Well, well, Trent was there. Trent was there. Yeah, I guess he was. Yeah. Yeah. Was so it, it, it's, it's a, tra- a mistake for him. He was the assistant GM. He was. You're right. So, so uh, would you keep him or would you keep 40? I'd keep Joe. him. I keep Chase on. Why? Just for the attraction of the potential? No, I, I think he does more. I think he's better. I mean, he. I mean, Chase on did pretty good in the preseason. I mean, he's active. He wasn't, he wasn't no. awful. Yeah, I think he's getting better. Like my perspective with Chase on Pete is forget about the fact that he was a first round draft pick. Just erase that from your memory and look at him as the, what he did in this preseason. And is he one of your best fifty three guys? And in my opinion, he is. And so I don't care that he was drafted or overdrafted as a first rounder. The question now, and the only question you should be asking yourself if you're Doug and Trent, does he make us better? Are we better with him or with Jamar, uh, was it Jamar Jones. James? Jones. Jones. Jamar Jones, number 40. Are we better Jameer with Jameer? Jameer. Jameer James, yeah. Well, you, you're cheating. You got the. I'm the, cheating. I'm prepared, is what I am. Well, yeah, that too. I think that kid's. A physical player, though. I think, I think he's a pretty you, good player. Don't you think you can me. get him on the practice squad, Pete? You can sneak him through? Yeah, you can get him on the practice squad, probably. Whereas Chase on would, would, wouldn't make it to the no. practice squad. So, I, I yes, he's on my 53. By the way, Jaguars. But if you, had to pick between, if you had to pick between 40 and 47, you'd pick 40, though. Yes. Me, too. Jaguars' fifth-round pick this year was Snoop Connor. Yeah, you'd trade that for Alexander Madison, wouldn't you? Right now. <laughs> you, okay, Vikings, here, how can I race that to you right now? You can have Snoop Connor. Just what we need, another back. He wouldn't make the team there. Six-round pick was Gregory Jr. from Washington Baptist, and then Montaric Brown from Arkansas, the seventh-rounder. So what, is one of those corners going to stick? Well, Benji Franklin's already been uh, waived. He was another guy kind of competing with those two. He was an undrafted guy. So you'd think one of them would stick, right? Coverage teams. Well, who are, who are your top four corners? It's 
uh, Shaq Griffin. Yep. Tyson Campbell. Yep. Uh, it's Williams. Darius Williams and Trey Herndon. Trey and Herndon. Herndon. We, we have not seen Darius Williams. He he played last week. Or well, he didn't play. No, he he didn't practiced practice. last right, week. Right, but we haven't seen him in the game. Right. He practiced without the, the weird jersey last week for the first time. And so, What about who's the fifth corner? Clay Brooks? Yeah, I think Clay Brooks is the special teams. He's the best gunner. Yeah. Yeah. So you keep him for special teams. Yep. If he, had, boy, if he has to play on the field. But that's five. You know, how, many corner, on... how many corners? How many you're keeping four safeties, which is uh Dewey, um Cisco, Cisco, uh Jenkins, Jenkins and probably twenty. Thomas. Thomas. Daniel Thomas. Who's my guess? So these are your four how many cause how many defensive backs are you gonna keep? Nine or ten? You'll keep yeah, you'll keep. You got to keep more. Got to keep another corner at least. So you need a fifth corner. Mm. One of those two guys. But Who's it down to? Who would be the two guys? Because so, I don't have it in front of me. Let me look at the miniature Could flip put, card that I have here. And um, don't you think the safety spot came down to Ford or um, Dewey? No. No. I came down to Ford or Thomas. I mean, the only guy left would be Xavier Crawford on this depth chart. A corner. Who hasn't been? Who hasn't been awful, right? So Crawford, Montaric Brown, Gregory Jr. are the ones left um, that aren't the starters. That might be that might be a position that's on another team right now. Right. They might go. They might find another guy. That's right. Let's come back in a moment. We'll take a look at the Miller Electric Center outside TIAA Bank Field. If you're on radio, just imagine it. We'll talk you through it. If you're on Jaguars.com and Jaguars Social, you'll get to see it for yourself when we return. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. You know, obviously game planning is, is everything and, and just these guys are getting all the work, all the ones are getting the work in practice and you know, the young guys are gonna be doing the look teams and running cards and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we've had experience of that during training camp, some of the practices we've done that and um, but yeah, it's a, it's an it's a level of intensity that, that steps up a notch, you know, and, and we just gotta focus one game at a time, one week at a time and, and not look anything, you know, uh, past that. Head coach Doug Peterson after the game in Atlanta on what's coming up in the next two weeks for the Jags. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. PRI Productions, the Southeast full-service event company, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com and learn more. We take a look outside if you're watching on Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. A live look at the Miller Electric Center. It continues to grow. There's a big field of mud after the rain today and the building is really starting to take shape right outside TIAA Bank Field. It will be ready, we're told, by Training Camp 2023. They got a little work to do to get there. They're moving along pretty quickly. No, oh, they're doing a great job. No doubt about it, but it's a lot of, lot of stuff. 
It needs to happen. Looks like they've started, uh, Pete, the grandstand area for about 2,100 seats or so for training Where camp. is that going to be on there? I don't see that. On the left side where, uh, you know, if you're watching on, on the website, it's on oh, the yeah, left side I of the see. screen. I see yeah. it. Where, the white, where that uh, yeah. white thing is right there. I yeah. see it. So that's exactly like the Dolphins facility. It's very close, yes. I think that saved them some time to take a lot of the, the major design of that. Um, yeah, and- I actually – I was at their facility a couple last week. I went down there to watch the Eagles work. Um, it was a day they were supposed to have a joint practice in Miami. Think about that, Tony. Miami had a couple guys with the stomach bugs, so they decided they were going to do their stuff virtually. And so the Dolph, the the uh, Eagles practiced on their field, and they didn't practice with them. <laughs> Imagine the days when a practice got canceled because a couple players had a stomach bug. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like when I read that, I was like, I've never heard like you know it would have been like back in when I played Pete. It'd have been like, okay, everyone out on the field. Coach, I have a stomach right. bug. Great, go throw. Up. Just if you have to throw up, go throw up in the corner and then get back in the game. You got a portal let out here. You can make it there if you yeah. have to. I hey, mean, Pete, a couple stomach bug. Pete, a couple things. Um, JP and I were talking in the break. Uh, mm. The Dolphins just waived uh, Sony Michelle. Go get him. So he's free. And then also, it's being reported that um, this is via Twitter. Wow, you're digging deep. MI Football, whoever Sources that is. Sources say. Source, did you see it too? No. Oh, Source says that uh, LaVisca Chenault could be on the blocks, and the Houston Texans have shown the most interest so far. What is the, what's the handle on that? MI Football. I don't know what that's, that is. I, Independent, I also thought it's an that independent that's, NFL remember, reporter. I said that earlier. I think they're. I think that's out there. I think that that they want to try and get something for him, and they would. They, that's why the, he got the spot right now instead of Treadwell. So just a little. I bit wouldn't of be surprised if the Vikings didn't inquire. As I know, I remember Keenan liked him when he was there. I don't know if he could talk them into that, but that would make some sense. They don't have a fifth receiver. But the big thing is, I mean, I think you got to go kick the tires on Sony Michelle. Um, I agree. What 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 kind of camp did he have, Pete? And it was why'd... okay. He played a lot last week. I mean, it's it, it, it's just they have so many, and that you know does you know that in Forty Nine ers scheme he went out and he got Chase Edmonds. He went out and got Moster. So those guys and Gaskin had a good year last year, and it was a, probably ran a little bit better. So it's it's a numbers game. You can't keep them all. I think that would make some sense. Take a look at them. What it cost? Um, nothing. Thought, nothing. Well, no. I mean, you'd have to pay the guy still. I mean, oh, veteran, like, veteran minimum. Veteran minimum. Veteran minimum. Makes okay. a team, he gets paid. Not going to give him a signing bonus. Right. Guys on the street. Cost you nothing. Might as well. What else are you going to report over there, Tony? Since you're scrolling Tony, through you, Twitter right would you, now. Let me ask you this. Would you keep? Let me. Uh, Sergeant has run pretty well for them. I thought. What you practice squad him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I. I mean, Pete, if I'm being com- just completely blunt and honest, nobody behind ETN and um, and then obviously uh, James Robinson jumped out at me. No, camp. no, I agree. But you keep sometimes you keep a young back and and let him develop for a year or something on a practice squad. I, I'm with you. I didn't, Snoop Connor to me is like I don't know what he brings. He's a straight line runner. It doesn't bring anything. Hmm. Would you agree, Tony? Straight line runner, not a lot of pop. 
Yeah, I just – yeah, nothing – again, there's not one thing that jumps out when he gets the ball. You're like, oh, I like that. Or – and, you know, he's a young back, so you don't – probably not going to have confidence to put him in there because he is a bigger body. Could you put him in there on third down or blitz it, you know, situations where you, you're going to keep him in as a protector. But typically, you know, coordinators don't have a lot of confidence in those rookie running backs to be protecting their prized possession, the franchise quarterback back there. So I'm with you, Pete. I mean, my guess is he makes the roster because he's a draft pick. And they'll try to hope that he develops. And Michelle, Michelle was 5'11", 215. A little. Yeah, he, he runs hard. He's a physical that's back. About, that's about what James, what's James Robinson listed at, 5'11", 215? I don't think he's that. I got it right hey, he here. He stole the roster from me because he wanted to all of a sudden press. <laughs> Funny how that works. I love it. 5'9", 220. I mean, here's here's Sony Michelle's stats, ready, for his per 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 year averages. Yes. Four five, three seven, five seven, four one. Eighteen touchdowns in four career in four years. So it's not like he's been it was it, you know, he averaged he got nine hundred yards in two of his first season first seasons and then had eight forty five last year for the Rams. I mean, I think he's a he's a good back. I'm not saying he's great, but he makes you better by getting him. And he's only 27. Yeah, he's not old. So he has another year in running back years. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. But I also, Pete, don't you think it'll give you some like comfort if James Robinson is not ready to carry the full load? Okay, yes, I do, 100%. So here's the question. Would you rather sign Sony Michelle and not give up a pick or give up a six for Madison? Uh, or six five for six, six, fifth or six for Madison because I think he's a. Yeah, I, I think, I think he's I a, think he's dynamic. You go watch him when Dalvin Cook's been hurt. It's not a huge drop off. I mean, he's not no, Dalvin I'm Cook by you. any means, but he's a good back. I Me, mean, I'm with you. If you can get him for a five or six, I'd do that. Mm. It's only just begun. Still haven't got to the final cut time, which is four o'clock on Tuesday. The Jaguars earlier today, if you've just joined us, announced that 10 players are either waived or released. And there are some other teams around the league apparently doing that as well, according to Tony Baselli's Twitter feed, because he's going through and just, you know, reading random tweets of reports. What do you mean? Which I'm, is great. It's not random. These are verified people. And he, cre- and he credited him. So if the guy's wrong, he doesn't take the hit for Good it. Good point. See, he has learned. He is a media mogul now. Oh, yeah, he's oh, a media Breaking man. news. Breaking news. Uh, can I get some oh, breaking news mu- music? <laughs> uh, according to Ian Rappaport, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have traded LaViscus Chenault to the Panthers. Great. He can revitalize his career like C.J. Henderson has. For what? Doesn't say. Wow. How about that? Is that is that a real Ian Rappaport I, I double-checked it, I yes. I going to say, yes. we better check. And the NFL Network has liked it. We'll come back in a moment. More on that story. It is true. <laughs> it is real. I looked at it. LaVisca Chenault reportedly traded. We'll open the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour with that and your questions a little bit later. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Thank you. 
Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, hour number two. J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Fame left tackle Tony Vaselli and CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. Glad you're along with us on this Monday afternoon as we head into hour two and some breaking news. You heard it moments ago. Tony Baselli read it off Twitter. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> he and Rappaport of NFL Network reporting that LaVisca Chenault has been traded to the Panthers. No word on the compensation or the exchange. And here we go in hour two. We're off and running. Hey, 10 players cut or released or waived today for the Jaguars, so the churn begins. The well, now roster, it's 11. Roster deadline. Well, he was traded. No, but I'm saying but 11 guys of the – they're getting down to where they need Thank to be you. is my point, JP. Correct. Good point, Tony. <laughs> so I'm just trying the, to help you. The deadline is 4 o'clock <laughs> Tuesday, but the churn has begun, Tony. Thank you. Yes, I'm helping you. Um, He's constantly scrolling through Twitter, um, Pete, just to see if there's any more breaking news. Anything else I can break. His sources say. (laughs) Sources are are reaching out. I got sources reaching out to me, Pete. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's it's great, though. In Ian's Ian's, uh, tweet, he says, the Jaguars are trading LaVisca Chenault to the Panthers, a new playmaking weapon. Where is he a playmaking weapon? Seriously. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. the reputation far, far exceeds what he is. Yeah. So, Pete, I mean, JP and I are talking about this. If you look at the draft in 2020 now, Ooh. two of two of our first three picks are uh, sitting in uh, in Carolina. <laughs> in Carolina. Hey, you, let's go. And by the way, CJ Henderson's been really good this summer. Has he? Really good. They're raving about him. Got his head together. That's good. Um, all right. So that that was that was what that was with him. I mean, they, he a he wasn't what they thought he was in terms of being dedicated to the craft early on, and then he hated Urban, and Urban hated him. And that's how that thing played out. Well, if you look I mean, at we, the, we, that draft, let's go through that draft real quick, JP. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty draft. Here we go. Uh, ninth overall, C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Gone. Florida. Gone. Not here. 20th overall, first round, defensive end, outside linebacker, Caleb on on LSU. Literally, we're, we, we, started the show, we, we started the show talking, is he on the bubble of getting cut? Correct. Which I don't think he is, by the way. But it, the fact that he's in the conversation after two seasons. Back up at best. Okay, keep going. Second round, 42nd overall, wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado. Gone. Can't run. Third at round all. pick, 73rd overall, Devon Hamilton, defensive tackle, the Ohio State University. Yeah, he's starter. A, I mean, he's a, he's a starter on first, second down. Yeah. Fourth round, 116th overall, offensive lineman Ben Barch from Division Three St. John's in Minnesota. Right now a he's starter. a starter. For now. <laughs> For now. Fourth round, 137th, cornerback Josiah Scott from Michigan State. Gone. See ya. Fourth round, 140th, linebacker Shaquille Quarterman from Miami. Backup. But that's a good that's a good pick in that spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm being critical. That's a backup. Yeah. He's done a good job. He's a he's a he he contributes. Uh, fifth round, 157th overall, safety from Auburn, Daniel Thomas. Backup, special Back teams up. guy. Again, that's okay in that spot. Fifth round, 165th overall wide receiver from Texas, Colin Johnson. Gone. Would have been starting for the Giants, but he, he got hurt. He tore his knee up last week. Oof. 
Sixth-round pick, 189th overall quarterback, Oregon State, Jake Luton. He won't be here, I don't think. 206th overall in the sixth round, tight end from Georgia Tech, Tyler Davis. Don't know where you are. And in the seventh round, 223rd overall, cornerback and return specialist from Memphis, Chris Claybrooks. Actually a good pick, seventh-round pick, guy who's going to contribute on special teams, good gunner. I'm good. So – other than the beginning of that draft, it's okay. But here's the question: Is it okay out of necessity? Like it could be, Pete. And the bottom line is, those first three picks have to be starters on a team when you're not very good. Correct. It was, and that's it was why not you're a not good very draft. good. And they could have packaged those two picks and gotten Justin Herbert. And that's what <laughs> they could have. I now. Mean. That's why I say I would give a second rounder. Right there is why I'd give a second rounder for Nick Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's – you can't think that way, Tony. You can't think just because – Oh, I can. I can as a Jaguar loyal employee, fan, alumni, whatever else you want to call it. I can, I can think that way, Pete. I'm not giving up a second rounder for Nick Chubb. Not when I use the first rounder on ETN and not when the running back position – is devalued a but b nick chubb is is what is he 27 28 no he's on his third year <laughs> yeah he's older than that <laughs> Pete, you just make stuff up remember he heard, he's heard at georgia and got an extra he's 27. year right? yeah he's older <clears throat> no i'm sorry he's going to be 27 okay that means he's 26 yeah so he's currently not. If he's going would to be 27. I, yeah, I trade, I still he's going to be 27 at the end of December. <laughs> One of these years, he'll turn 27. This year, he's going to turn 27. <laughs> the bottom line, I don't think you could get him anyways if you wanted, because I don't think you could fit him in your cap. No. Yeah, they because they him. paid so much money out to compensate for the lack of for the bad draft picks. That's why. That's what happens. That's what happens, for sure. The uh, Jaguars. See, it's almost like if you draft well, your cap becomes a problem because then you got to resign everybody, right? That's a pleasant problem to have. But if you don't draft well, then you overpay everybody to try and compensate for your poor drafting. And you well, don't know what you're getting. Well, you somehow the yeah. the Rams have figured it out. They pay like people so much money, but they have no cap issues. They've got cash but under mattresses why. or something. Because they the back end drafting has been really good for the Rams, and so you supplement those guys with good players who were drafted at the back end. That's how you do it. I'm just saying, they've done a good job. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being. Is that critical. sustainable though, in the long run? If they keep on drafting good players, it is. But I mean, is like it, they they drafted two safeties in late rounds, and they're fighting for each for a job. The two of them, and the, both of them have started. I mean, you can find those guys. Yeah. Well, That's I what mean, you got to do. It's sustainable as long as you as you you, hit. you keep Aaron Donald on the team on defense because he covers up a lot of sins on the back half. Yeah. And you know. You got a guy like and, Jalen Ramsey who allows you to do things on the back half because he's, you know, one of those type of players. You got a franchise quarterback. You have, you know, the best possession receiver in all of football in Cooper Cup. I mean, they've done I mean, they've they got guys that are top three at their position. A couple that are top one <laughs> at their position. Yeah. Well, they have three of the top ten players in the league. I think. Arguably. You think Cooper Cup's a top ten player? He won the triple crown last year. I, Pete, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm asking you a dang question. Yes, so, yes, he's a he's a top ten player. So you're see, Pete, I think you're full of it there. 
Because if I did, wow. if, if we had all the players drafted or available for a draft right now, you are not picking Cooper Cup in the top ten. I would. No, you're not. Pick him then. What? Okay. Was he better than all the receivers in the league last year? You're missing my point, Pete. Okay. For you have okay. Who's your first receiver you're picking? Me? Yeah. Personally, yes. probably Jefferson. Okay, I'm I'm going Lamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase, not Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I'm going Jamar Chase. Lamar Chase, is he he a new player? I don't know. It's his his brother. It's his brother. deep down depth chart. He's got a twin brother. It's a twin twin brother. I'm taking Jamar Chase. My point is, you didn't say Cooper Cup. You're talking about youth, though. There's a difference. No, Cooper Cup's not that old. Is Jamar Chase better than Devontae Adams? That's close. My point is... My point, I don't think... The guy won the triple crown last year. He led in yards, catches, and touchdowns. It's not just a possession receiver. I love Cooper Cup. You called him a possession receiver. Doesn't sound like you love him. Pete, all I'm saying, I know for a fact, I like Cooper Cup probably more than you like him. He is not in the top 10 of your all 100. He led the league in yards. I'm just telling you, if you're picking a team, you're picking... I would say three receivers. I know Pete Briscoe. I bet you Pete Briscoe picks uh, three receivers before he picks Cooper Cup. Cup. Oh, one of them would be Cup. Huh? Cup is better than you think he is. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, Jefferson or Cup? Jefferson. Jamar Chase or Cup? Um, I would take Uh, Cup. uh, Are you stuttering? Just speak. No, I I would rank Cup ahead of Chase. No, who are you taking? If you have on your team, you're taking Cup instead of Jamar Chase. How old is Cooper Cup now? <laughs> Here we go. Well, age we matters. Go. He's 29, so age matters. So for, if I'm building a team, I'm taking Chase, okay, Chase Devon- and Jefferson. Uh, yeah, I'm also taking Chase and Jefferson over Adams. If I'm okay, Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup? Cup. Really? Yeah. I think he, you you can't just discount what he did last year. I'm not year. discounting it. I'm just shocked that you're taking Cooper you Cup over Devontae receiver. Adams. The guy had 1,900 yards receiving, and you called him a possession receiver. Well, he's a slot guy. He's you know, he, How often does he yeah. line up outside on the number one corner? And go just sprint down the field, right? That's not, I'm not taking anything away from him, but he, pay, he plays. They move sp- him around a lot, though. He but plays is he not a slot so. receiver? No. He's not just one. He's not a one-trick pony. In fact, that's what Jefferson was talking. I talked to Jefferson when he's up there. He's talking about how excited he is to move around like Cup does in that offense. All right. I listen. I love Cooper I, Cup. I, you know what the thing is with Cup is nobody believes that he can do it again. That's part of the problem. I love. I just don't think if I'm listing the top ten players in this league, I don't think Cooper Cup's on my list. Is all I'm saying. Now I would take. I would take Jefferson. In terms of where he's going and what he's going to be, I think he's the he's going to be the best in the league. Is the you take way, Chase. Huh? Is the way, I like Jamar Chase. Is I the way they physical. use Cup the way the Jags want to use Kirk? Slot, move him around. Yeah, I think I think stuff. you're. Yeah, I, I think I, I mean it's maybe a different not deep down the field, but well, yeah, I think you'll see him go deep. It's a different offense. Yeah, but right. I do think that Doug Peterson will move Christian Kirk around. Okay, but let's take the cup conversation out. If he's, a, you don't think he's a top ten, he's close to being a top ten no matter what. Sure. And Donald and Ramsey are. Yeah, my I, your point is right, Pete. From the standpoint that they have three players that you are arguing, well, two you don't have to argue because they right. are are the best player right. at their position. Correct. 
correct. And when you and have by the that, way, I mean, right. I mean, when you have that, you get a guy like Darius Williams. He plays, he plays well, and then some team comes along and pays him a boatload of money to come well, play. Well, here's over there. the thing: if you looked at this roster right now, and I'm hoping this will change after this year, but how many guys are on this roster that are top five at their position in the NFL? None. I would say I, I think there's one. Who? Brandon Sheriff. Sure. Yeah, Sheriff is the only one. I think. I mean, I think he's top five. Guard. I mean, it's a, you can make a case for him being top five. He's no. He's not a slam dunk as a top five. Zach who are, Martin, who are five other Nelson. Ones? I mean, you could go through and you could probably come up with him being in the argument with six seven. It's no slam dunk. He's top five. I think. I think he's top five. But to your point, Pete, I mean, I'd have to go through the entire – I mean, Zach Martin's there. Quentin Nelson's Quint Nelson there. Quentin Nelson's there. Would, would, uh, would he be – would Trevor Lawrence be a top 10 quarterback next year? I think he can be next year. I think he will be. How about that? I think he will be. I'm all right for now, The I'll debate sign, right I'll, now is Kirk I'll Cousins sign off on that right top now. 10, Derek Carr top 10. I think that's where you're in the argument in there. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Trevor Lawrence can be better than both those guys. You're talking about after this season's over, after going the season, into next season. My point is, correct. right now on this team, nobody is except and, for. And this is where this is where guys like Josh Allen, like he's like, I'm going to put him as the poster child, like because I have like I hold him in high regard. I think he is super talented and he has the right mindset. And the way I describe him right now, he's a good player. I think he has the potential to be great, a difference maker. And for this team to start taking the next step, you need guys like Josh Allen, who now are in the debate of one of the best pass rushers in football, one of the best outside linebackers or defensive ends in football. So need, is he going to be in that debate next year? I, I believe he is, Pete. I think he's, I think he's a 12 to 15 sack guy this year. Well, he's got to be toward the 15 to be in that debate. Though. I agree, but I'm just saying I think the debate will be there. I think Trevor Lawrence, like Pete said, will be – in the debate of a top 10 quarterback. You need that to happen. I think Christian Kirk has the opportunity from being in the shadow of, you know, Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald and A.J. Green in Arizona to being the number one guy where he catches 100-plus balls. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, Christian Kirk. When you start talking about number one receivers, you bring his name up. Like this is what needs to happen for this team to be good. I mean, if you go all the way back to the beginning of this franchise, this team became good because we had players like a Jimmy Smith, a Fred Taylor, a Mark Brunell at the quarterback position who, you know, for three years made the Pro Bowl. Go ahead. Say yourself. Uh, you know, we are, <laughs> not, you know. <laughs> but Pete, like at right tackle, Leon Searcy was arguably one of the best right tackles in all football. Correct. Correct. <laughs> You know, you Brackens you know, was one of the best pass rushers in the league. That's exactly so. You have to get guys who are in the conversation as one of the right. best at their position. Okay, but as of right now, the only one would be the right guard, and that's debatable. But next year, Allen could be, Lawrence will be. He'll well, be I'll the, say another the, one. The I'm, top I'm, 10. I'm going to get another name that I'm high on. And, and Campbell. Uh, who? Tyson Campbell. Well, I love Tyson Campbell. I, I don't know if he'll be there th after this year, but I think he's on the he has the right trajectory. Cam Robinson. I think Cam Robinson, who had a good year last year, is going to have his best year and will be in the upper ten percent. Call it 
10 to 15 percent left tackles. It doesn't matter who plays that position. He's gonna he's gonna prop him up. Remember when Mike Pearson played? He said he was gonna be good. I wasn't even. Hold on. Sorry, first of all, I wasn't even sorry. on the radio when Mike Pearson played. So shut I up. I talking to you back then. You're an idiot. He was baby Baselli. I, I need, no, that's not Tony, true. Stop it. He's gonna be a top five tackle in the league after this year. I, I think you can debate it after this year. Oh man, I don't see that at all. Why not? Because I don't think he's that good. I think he's I think he's a top 10 to 12, 13 tackle. Top five? I'm not saying right now. I'm saying the debate will be on. You and I next year will be debating whether he's a top five tackle or not. Well, he ain't going to be better than Trent Williams. He ain't going to be better than the kid at the Chargers. So there's two right off the back. I mean, you could keep, there's guys out there. He's, I mean, Tony, top five? I'm just telling you, Pete. Wow. I'll what? tell you another guy. Oh, gosh. I'm oh, not saying he's going to be top too. five, but at the end of this year, we will be talking about him mm-hmm. as a difference maker on the defense. Andre Sisco. Safety. I like Sisco. I, 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 I think he's got real potential to be a good, really good safety. So I, I'm not going to say he's top five, but he's going to be – I didn't say a, top five. I said right. that he will – like all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, this is one of the better top third safeties mm-hmm. in the NFL. Hey, uh, we got to take a timeout. Do we have to? Yes, because we have to come back and sell some wine. Wow. Keep it real. We're going to keep it real. With Mondavi. Mr. Uh, Bob Mondavi. It's actually Robert. <laughs> Please call him by the proper name. He's going to make an appearance. When we come back, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, Jaguars.com, Jaguars Social Media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Famer Tony Vaselli and Pete Prisco. It's time for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. All right, let's keep it real. What do we keep it real with, J.P.? The right tackle position. Did we do this last week? We haven't. Well, yeah, it's, it, you know, neither one yeah, played. Yeah, but you hear my thoughts on it, though. No, yeah. one, no one actually cares. When it comes to the offensive line, Pete, let's be clear. Nobody cares on this show about your opinion. Only one person on this okay. show let's, wait. matters. Okay. Can we please That's me. keep the tape of this show so that we can get Cam Robinson top five tackle at the end of the year? It, it's well, it's going to be saved. It'll be saved. Save yeah. that, please. Because yeah. one guy played the position, went to the Hall of Fame, arguably one of the greatest of all time, I did not. We know that. But I I will be right. Well, Pete, let's be clear now. I didn't say he would be. I said we'd be talking about whether or not he is a top (laughs) five. There's a backtrack. Kind of vague. Huh? a little vague. You're backtracking. No, that's what – is that not what I said, JP? You said he'd be in the conversation as one of the top In the conversation. That's all. Okay, so that means he's six or seven or something like that. That's right. Yes. Bare minimum, he's six or seven in the league. I think he has to be top eight for me to be right. Okay. And where is he right now? 12, 15, 13? Yeah, 14? I think that's fair. Okay. Oof. Well, I, I don't, so, yes, to... we'll keep this, and then don't ever say anything that I don't know offensive line you do when it doesn't happen. Yeah, when he makes the Pro Bowl this year and talking about first team or second team all pro, you'll be uh, oh, wow. asking like for forgiveness. I like that. That would be good and, for everybody. 
And when is Luke Jokel going to make it? <laughs> Let's move to the right tackle. It's not very nice, Pete. Uh, Jawan Taylor, Walker Little, neither one of them were in there Saturday. What do you see? I would First of all, I would have played Walker Little because I think he's the backup. I think he's the swing tackle. And I would have played him and put him at left tackle to get him some reps because at the end of the day, he if something happens to Cam, he is your left tackle. So I'm surprised that Doug Peterson did not do that. Um, I think Juwan Taylor won the job. He had the better camp. Uh, once he got healthy, he had the better games with, that they both played in. And I think Juwan Taylor will be your starting right right uh, tackle when the season opens. I agree with you 100%. The one thing, it, it actually was good to have that competition over there because I think it pushed Juwan Taylor. You could tell that that was a different guy. You know, some guys, I don't know if you guys noticed, I heard he had an edge in camp, which is a good thing. Um, and so I, I think the fact that they did flop little over there to challenge him made him a better player. He played better. He was better in the games, like you said, Tony. Uh, I think he earned the job. He should be number. He should be the, the starting right tackle. Yeah, but again, Walker Little, you know, they, they used the second rounder on last year, and I think some of the conversation people are going to have and are having is – you know, how did he not win that job? Or they're disappointed he didn't win the job. At the end of the day, you know, whether he was the starting right tackle or not does not mean his career in Jacksonville or it's a, a busted pick or anything like that. I mean, people, you need to be patient. Number one, that kid sat out two years, had a major knee injury. He is big, athletic. Um, I still have hope that he will continue to improve. I think he's getting coached very well by Phil Rauscher who I have a ton of respect for as an offensive line coach. And so I expect him um, to, to improve over the season, and I don't think that this battle's over. Just because Jawan Taylor is the starting right tackle opening day, he, he's going to know that he has a guy right over his shoulder in Walker Little, and I, my hope is Walker continues to work and progress and get better in practice and use scout team reps and – Use your one-on-one reps like to get better and better and better to put pressure on Jawan, so that if something were to happen where Jawan's not playing well or inconsistent, that you can slide in Walker Little there. And at the same time, to remind Jawan Taylor daily that, hey, um, there's someone else we can play if, if you're not playing at a high level. Because I think that'll help both guys. Play like you did as a rookie. That should be the message for Jawan Taylor. Because he looked – like he was going to be a good player as a rookie, and then the last couple of years he's been really bad. And and so I think competition brought the best out in him, and that's always a good thing. Plus it's a contract year, Pete. You know yes. what contract year does to people. Yeah. Well, they'll probably overpay him next year too like they've done in the past. God, you're mean. What is wrong who, with you, who, man? Who have they overpaid in the past? Well, no, a lot of people around the league think they overpaid for every guy they signed this offseason. It's free agency. You got to do that. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> the look on your face. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, I don't know where to go with that. This is what it is. I'll say this. Based on early returns, I don't think they overpaid for Fadakasi. I would agree with you. Yeah. And I'm in the minority. I don't think. I mean, they. okay. Yeah, they paid too much for Kirk, but they had to. Or did they? But I think he's a good player. I really do. I think Kirk's going to be a good player. But they're and, paying him great money. Yeah, That's if, the he's, difference. if he's really good, though, then it's worth it. He catches 100 balls here. He's worth every dime. 
Okay, you, you going to put that one? Is he going to be a hundred catch this guy? Is prediction Monday. I just said if. <laughs> I mean, was here's the is it Zay Jones actually has looked good this summer. So his deal looks like it when he signed his deal. I thought that was wacky. I mean, his deal, if he plays like that, his deal is going to be about in par for what he should be. All right, that's it for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Mr. Mondavi, sir, thank you for your sponsorship of this program. We're back in a moment. We'll take your social media questions, the Fanatics fan questions. This Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. <laughs> Glad you're with us. Uh, it is the Monday of the mini bye week. There's two weeks until the regular season. Thirteen days. We have a away. long way to go. Long way to go. Long. A lot of. What are we going to talk about next week on Labor Day? Should we just take a day off? Well, well, Pete is off. Labor. Pete is cut right now. He's not off. Can we hear you, Pete? Yeah, you can hear me. Oh, we got you now. Okay. Hey, Pete, hey, did you ten days until the season starts? Only Tony. Come on, Thursday right, night. Game. Thursday night. Are you doing that game, Tony? No, I'm not doing the first Thursday night. Oh. Um, did you see uh, the 49ers, Pete? Just um, signed yeah. Garoppolo to a I, new. I thought all along he wasn't going anywhere. By the way, signed? I was in the minority on uh, that they one. Restructured. He was supposed to make twenty four million dollars this year. They restructured it. Uh, total upside sixteen million. Basically, he'll be, he'll base, be starting by November. <laughs> yeah, his base is seven million, and then he can get another or six six and a half million base, five hundred incentives uh, of roster bonus, and then another seven, nine million out there based on playing time. Wow. I mean, I'm going to say this because the Vike, I was just at the Vikings the week before they worked out with the Niners for two days and played them. And so I asked some guys on the on the Vikings that I know, some players I know, and some other guys in the organization, what do they thought of Trey Lance? And they all went, mm, mm. They gave me that look. They said the motion was funky. He telegraphed his passes a little bit, and the accuracy wasn't there. There's got to be some concern about that if you're the Niners, which well, has they, to be why they kept him. I mean, Pete, they have a, the 49ers have a Super Bowl roster besides quarterback. The middle of the offensive line is bad, though, Tony. I don't know. Can you can you get around that with two solid tackles? Okay, is it? I mean, they got a whole new group in there. Oh, that's fair, but it's a good. It's a good. It's a good team. It's good a good team, team. And, and a good I coach. And and they're good, well coached. Aren't they better with Jimmy Garoppolo than Trey Lance? Pete? <laughs> I, I think they are. Uh, but, you know, everybody thinks that they can take this guy who can move and run and everything else and create so much stuff for him. I I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not starting by November or October. Time it's only a one-year for- deal. Your team is built to win now. <laughs> so Go ahead, JP. Pete just cut <laughs> well you off. All started. Sorry to this cut you off there, Pete. This didn't happen last week, JP. No, it didn't. It was perfectly smooth last week, unlike this week with Pete back. Uh, time now for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. Question one. Okay, let's do this. We put out the cat signal. Here's what we came up with on Twitter today. 
Uh, question one is at Devil Jaguar X eighty two. Give us some off the cuff extreme predictions for the season. Well, I think Tony's just been doing that already, Pete. No, he's got a. He, he didn't give up. He, those are all things he believes. They just sound like buffoon off the cuff <laughs> predictions. <laughs> give, me, give me, give me something off the cuff, Baselli. You go first. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. This team will be within two games going into December for the AFC South. Go, so by November, they're going to be within two games. Going By the end of November. That's not that off the cuff, is will it? Will they be in third place, though? I mean, two no, games I'm just saying they're, they're going to be two games back from with it to win the division. And what's your right. I think they have division games in, in December. There are some, yes. Okay, here, here's mine. You ready? Many are away, but yes. Nobody pays any attention to the Pro Bowl, and it really doesn't mean anything, but Trevor Lawrence will be playing in the Pro Bowl. Are they even going to have a Pro Bowl this year, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't. But he will make the Pro Bowl in some form or fashion. Because I think he's going to roll up big numbers. I really do. I like that. I like that. Very nice. Next question at Bortles Nation. Do you see us adding Kenyon Drake or some other running back? Yeah, we talked some running backs earlier. Drake's a free agent already. I don't think he fits with what they want to do, though. I, I think the, the other guys, are, are, I think, are better fits. Don't you agree, Tony? Yeah, Michelle I think and Madison yes. or whoever. Yeah, I think there'll be, there'll be a running back that has not been in camp with us on this roster opening day. Michelle's out there. He's free. He's free. I'd be kicking the tires on that immediately. Plus, I hear Kenyon and Drake can be difficult to coach at times. Then you don't want him here. You have a young team. Um, yeah. Then, uh, you know, we talked about the report that the Vikings might be uh, tr uh, in the market to trade Alexander Madison. He's a very good back. Um, Could you get both? Do you need both? No, I don't think you need both. But No, you need one. You need one. You need one more. One. I just signed Sony Michelle. That's what I would do. Yeah. Easy enough. Next question at Jarvis Davis 20. Do you guys think the defense could be in the top 10 to 15 by the end of this season? Pete, you go first. Top 15, yes. Top 10, no. This defense at the end of the season will be ranked number seven. Seven in the league in total defense? Is that what the yes. metric are you Yeah, total defense, yards. You yeah. got pom-poms on all over the place today, man. <laughs> Were they you. underneath the desk? Woo-hoo-wee! To total yards, seventh. Seventh? Yeah. Uh, I don't see that. I think it's going to be a good defense, but that's pretty darn good. Seventh in the league, and they got the AFC West on the roster this so year. So they'll be better. Let's see. They'll be better. Let's, let's just think of seven defenses just off the top of our head. They're not better than the Chargers. But the Chargers weren't ranked even in the top 10 last year. They weren't, but they now they have Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And Derwin James is back playing. Come on, Tony. Okay, will they be better than the Niners' defense? Will they be better than the Rams' defense? <laughs> Tony? <laughs> Tony? Well, that's Hello, all. Tony. Well, okay, I mean, they're not better than the Saints' defense. I know that much. Okay, they're not okay. Are they better than the Bucks' defense? Maybe. Here are, are they the better ranked. than Miami's defense? Yes. <laughs> no, they're not. Are they better than the Bills' defense? No. Who are the? Okay, give us the top ten defenses last year, JP, by yards. Stand by. 
I'm working on that. You could go by points too. I mean, that's no, usually we've, no, we've decided by, by yards, Pete. Pay attention. I know. It's I heard hard. you say yards, but why yards? Because that's what we decided. Because that's <laughs> you decided it. Well, you ranked you, defense. You said they'd be top seven. All right, here we go. Number one defense in the league by total yardage per game: the Buffalo Bills. Just, you don't have to be dramatic. Just nobody name circles the, the wagons like the Buffalo. <laughs> Just name the team. Carolina second, San Fran third, New England fourth, Cleveland fifth, Chicago sixth. Somehow, New Orleans seventh, Denver eighth, uh, Green Bay was ninth, Philly ten. By the way, Green Bay will be significantly better than they were a year ago. All the corners are back healthy. Um, yeah. All right. I, will, I'd like to be. amend. I will say they will be. <laughs> He's backtracking again. They're going to be number 10 exactly. Okay. As of right now, where are they ranked in the defenses in the state of Florida? <laughs> number one. No, they're not. You know better than that. They're third. Right now. Based on what? They could be by the end of the year better, but they're third. Listen, I, I'm a believer in Caldwell. Mike Caldwell. Oh, I thought you, you meant Dave Caldwell. No, we already went Dave through, the other day. We, through the 2020 we already went through already, his last draft. Yeah. So I'm not, let's not revisit that. Love Dave, friend, but I'm, yeah. but, you know, good guy. Great guy. Uh, he'd be the first one to tell you it wasn't a good draft. Next question, at that underscore guy underscore Tyler, what's a realistic outlook for this team this year? Taking off the teal shades, what do each of you think this of this roster and how should perform this year compared to teams in the AFC? Well, we're doing we're gonna we're gonna pick the wins and losses next week, so I don't want to give away any of my inside information thank you Tony. early we appreciate that yeah i want to save that it's a tease that's what we call two, long, two in, long hours next week in the business of this um i think I, I i mean if you're being honest right now i think it's still probably the third best roster in the afc south i mean i, I it's just it's hard for me to put it higher just based on the last few years and what teams did in the offseason now i think it can jump ahead of Tennessee. I think Tennessee losing AJ Brown was big um for them. Like I don't think the receiving crew for the Tennessee Titans is scares you much. And I think, you know, that's a team that if if they don't get, you know, King Henry going, it's been proven that Tannehill's not the quarterback who's going to carry them and and carry that offense. And, and they got issues on the offensive line too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I could probably be talked into right now that the roster, the Jags roster is better than Tennessee's, but just because of the last few years, it's hard to just say that. I think the Colts have the best roster and are the best team going into the season in the South. But you always talk about top five players in the league. Derrick Henry's a top five running back. That's my point. Jeffrey Simmons is a top five defensive tackle. Okay. Kevin Byard is a top five safety. There's three right there. I agree with you, Pete. That's what I'm saying. You know, it'd be hard for me to put them ahead. Now, could I talk myself into it maybe? Yes, but I still think right now this roster, and if you were just taking off, you know, our love for this organization or my love for the organization, it'd be hard to project them higher than third right now in the AFC South. But you, you talked about top five players. Let's go to the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, top five player. Darius Leonard, top five player. 
Um, Quentin Nelson, top five player. Is the uh, – I can't think of his name. Came from San Francisco, three technique. He's not a oh, top five. He's not a top five player, but he's not far behind that, though. Yeah, he's a good player. Buckner. Yeah. Buckner, yes, Buckner. thank you. Uh, final question. We're going to end with a bang here. At Hello Fish Sticks, does Pete use the same shampoo and conditioner as Dewey Wingard? No, but I cover better. <laughs> I would say, wow, that's a dumb question. Like, who? Cho- why did you put that in there? Because I mean, uh, it, it was a shot question. at me. Pete, had, Pete has that's no hair. Why. Come on. Uh, no, that's the whole point of the joke. I know. I get the joke. Pete but is it, bald. I should have just put that on there. Well, you should, should just say, dude, Pete and JP use the same <laughs> shampoo. I, I can honestly say, this is no lie, if I get a thing of shampoo, it lasts a long time. <laughs> Why do you even use shampoo? Why don't you just use soap? You have no hair. I have hair. It's just back here. I, well, you can't see it. JP, do you use shampoo? From time to time. Do you take a shower? You wash? Occasionally. You <laughs> Depending once, on. He's an unbathed man. Once, on, a, once a week, Pete, he has a shower. swamp I walk out of. <laughs> I mean, the way I, when I said, do you use shampoo? You, like, you went, uh, uh, like, you don't take showers or something. I'm worried about this. Hey. It's been a long and winding road here in Jacksonville. We'll see. Hey. Still, you can be bald one day, too. So yeah, it's No, coming. I won't. Oh, yeah. They're going to have to change it. back the... a little bit. I've seen it. I've noticed have No, to... my hairline is not changing. It's thick, Pete. It's Pete, not going anywhere. If that happens, they have to adjust the bust in Canton. They've got to shave his head. No, they don't. That's not true, Pete. That's a lie. Well, they, you know what it'll do? It'll make the, the brow look even further out on the bust. I don't think I'd look good bald. We don't look good now. Oh, <laughs> my, my wife. Who my, said you look good now? My wife. She told me this morning I looked very good. She said you, when you walked out the door today, she said you look good today? Yeah, maybe when I got out of the shower, she said you look good. <laughs> Angie, quit lying. <laughs> uh, thanks for the questions on social media today. Uh, we're back in a moment. We'll go around the NFL. We go down some paths on this show, don't we? We do. That's the beauty of it. I love it. Around the league. When we let's come do back. it. Around yeah. the league. I let's can't, go, this, let's this go is, around the this league. This is the only part we like Pete being around for. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday. I am J.P. Shadrick. That is Tony Baselli. That is Pete Prisco. Joe Fortunato's in here also. Brent Reber, David Cho are on the video tonight. Thanks to our entire crew, as always. Let's go around the National Football League and a scary situation in Washington, D.C. Commander's rookie running back Brian Robinson was shot Sunday as the victim in an attempted robbery or carjacking in northeast Washington, D.C. in the district. The suspects fled the scene, apparently. A firearm was recovered a short distance away. He was shot in the glute and lower leg. And then on Monday today, he had an Instagram post saying he underwent surgery and it went well. Pete, this is something now. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, he's lucky it wasn't a lot worse. Um, You know, they, you know, forget football. I mean, this guy's life was in danger. And, uh, you know, luckily it wasn't major major in terms of where he was shot he was shot in the butt and the leg i think and and you know there's some thought he might be able to play down the road but that's scary scary stuff and it wasn't uh, a lot worse than it was yeah it's it's just it's you feel for the kid i mean my goodness 
Good player, too. Now, oh, yeah, good player. Had a good camp. I mean, yep. it sounded like he was going to be the starter or at least be in the rotation to have significant carries. I just hope, and I haven't read the report on it, that he didn't fight to keep his car. Well, Give up the Give up the car. Well, he's the victim here, and whatever happened to him is is tragic. And you know, you hate it. You hate but it. But I mean, I'm just saying, if somebody comes to me and wants my car, have at it. You know what I mean? You can, you can replace a car, you can't replace a life. So that's that's all I'm saying. Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady named the number one player in the top 100 players list of this past season. The fourth time he's topped that list, the players vote on it each year. Is that right? I don't think – listen, I don't think Tom Brady's the best player in football right now. I think that's a respect vote by the players. A, that list was terrible, by the way. <laughs> was it bad? It's awful. It was an awful list. Why? I mean, what was so bad about it? Go, go through it. And you'll, you, you Go read it, read it and you'll see. Mm. I mean, look, Aaron Donald is the number one player in the National Football He's not the most valuable player in the National Football League, and you wouldn't pick him first. But he's the best. But he's the best player in the national. Yes. He's the best player in the national. Now, he wouldn't he's not better than Patrick Mahomes, not better than Aaron Rodgers right now. But no, but I think it's respect for Tom Brady what he has done. And I'm fine with it. I get it. It's a silly list. Who cares? It doesn't mean anything. I There's only one top 100 list that matters, the one I did. Where did you have Tom Brady? Top 10. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's not, I mean I, I'm good with it. I mean, Tom Brady, whatever you, you put him, one, two, three, whatever, he's a generational player. He'll go down in this generation as the greatest football player just from a competitive standpoint, rings, what he did, you know, he did in New England, what he did in Tampa. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's going to walk, he's gonna walk he's into Canton. Best. and he'll he's be, the best who ever played. Yep. Yeah, he'll hey, be cons- – What about you know, his 10-day hiatus? Yeah, I don't, I don't know and don't care, and I'm tired of speculating and all the stupid rumors on the internet. But this no, is how I describe Tom Brady. The rumors were dumb. You're dumb. This is how I describe Tom Brady, Pete. When, when you're listening to all-time greats, it's going to be a conversation of, you know, it's been Jim Brown, LT, Jerry Rice. I mean, those are the guys that you kind of debate back and forth. We'll now add Tom Brady to that conversation. As the greatest of all time. Yeah, I used to say Jerry Rice was the greatest football player of all time because of he was better than every receiver who ever played. But and now I think it's between him and and uh, Tom Brady. So you don't you don't include Jim, uh, the great Jim Brown in that list? Yeah, he, I guess he's in the conversation. I just think you can make a case for running like running backs. There's a, you know, there's a lot of guys that you could make a case for. You can't make a case for any other receiver except for Jerry Rice. What about LT? Man, if, imagine if LT had actually cared and didn't party the night before games and stuff. My God. The Bills released rookie punter Matt Ariza Saturday night after a civil lawsuit alleged that he participated in a gang rape of a 17-year-old last October. The team says it found out about the allegation in late July when the alleged victim's attorney spoke to a team lawyer. Well, here's my question. Why is it a civil suit? Because what I read was disgusting and, like, just awful. And as a father of three daughters, like, it just, it, it, like, it made me nauseous. Why is it not a criminal charge? 
if and I'm not saying he's guilty, innocent until proven guilty. But if he did what they're alleging he did in the civil suit, why is the San Diego police not locking him up? Why why is it not a criminal charge and only a civil case? Because what I read was you can't I can't even repeat it. No, it's it was vile, but maybe there's not enough to charge him, Tony. Based on what I read, it sure seemed like it. She went right to the hospital right afterwards and had an interview with police and had a. And they actually called him on the one, and and yes. she, they had her call him. It, yeah, I, I mean, and he, okay, couple things about that. How did bills with all the security people and all the information you get? You didn't know about that when you drafted them. Like, yeah, how do you even draft a kid? Now, I mean. They didn't get rid of him as soon as it came out, though. If he's innocent, I hope it goes through and and he gets back and he can go work again and someone gives him a chance. But if he's guilty of that, it's more to me, it's more than just paying a fine or paying some money to her, to this poor girl and her family. The guy should be in jail and the and the others that participated in the shenanigans. But again, though, again, innocent until proven guilty. And if the police didn't charge him with it, why didn't they? I'm with you, Pete. That's the only thing that was like the, my, you know, the my antennas went up of like, what's going on here? Because you read the report, you re- read the civil lawsuit, and I'm like, why has he not been charged with a criminal offense? Well, what about the, was the same with Deshaun Watson? He had all those he had all those cases against him, but he wasn't charged with a criminal offense. Yeah, it's interesting. Mike Tomlin says they'll name a starting quarterback for the Steelers, quote, at our leisure, end quote. It's got to be Kenny Pickett, right, Pete? I don't think so. I think it's going to be Trubisky. Who would I you pick? I, well, I think it's – who would I pick? I'd, I'd pick Pickett. Get on with it. Get on with the game. But their <laughs> offensive – okay, this is the – people say the offensive line they have is so bad right now that you might ruin him. If you pick a guy and you ruin him, then you drafted the wrong guy in the first place. That's my theory on it. I'm with you, Pete. You and I have talked about this. We both agree with this. Mm. Because if that's the case, then um, Troy Aikman wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he about got killed his first couple years. Um, Joe Burrow wouldn't have taken the Bengals to the playoffs because he got killed both years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean. Right. You want the guy that can come out from underneath all that. Yeah, I just, I I don't buy that. I never have. There you have it. Our look around the National Football League. Uh, the Jaguars media schedule is out this week. There will Ooh. be three practices, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, of course, close to the public. But open locker room is back. You're excited, aren't during you? During the week. I, you know, it's, it's going to be nice to meet some of these guys for the first time. Yeah. Honestly. You know, it's, you know what's funny is a lot of those guys have never been around open locker room since they've That's been right. in the league. That's right. I don't Except know what that is. After the after the preseason games is the first one time that's happened in two years. Yeah, it'll be. I I think it's good. It's time for the media to get back in there. It's part of the game. It's part of your job uh, as a player to interact with the media. So because that's the voice to that's that's the that's the voice to the fans. Yeah, I agree. And now it's changed a bit because everybody has their own Twitter page and yeah. But Instagram. here's my yes, but because what, they have direct guess access, what? but you want. But the message yes. coming on Instagram and Twitter is very pro-player perspective. That's right. And I'm not saying that's not valuable, but good reporters, and I, don't want, I, I hesitate to say this because I don't want Pete's head to get any bigger than it was. What Pete gave to the fans was an in, inside 
unbiased, impartial look of what was happening. And that's important for the game of football, and that's important for the fans. Because as players, we will put the slant and kind of color it to our benefit. That's human nature. And and players out there, if you're listening, talk to the reporters. Get to know them. And give them the – you know, don't – you have to give them all the information. But just trust – find guys you trust, and it will be a good relationship back and forth. Because if you don't talk to them, that makes it worse on you. I hate to tell you that, but it does. It always has. So talk to them. Get to know them. And the reporters need to get to know them as people too. Go talk to them about things. You can't just walk up to a guy and ambush him. Find out what's going on in his life. Find out how they're doing. Everybody's got. Uh, everybody's a person. There's no doubt. It'll be oh, fun. Oh, everybody's a person. Yeah, That's the stuff Dig. you get from JP on this <laughs> oh show. Save that. JP. Everybody's a person. Oh my God. For the last minute of the show. Breaking news. There's That's no capper. That all week, I'm going to think about being a person. That's going to. No, you Pete, have to think If you were that. a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Pete, there's no cyborgs in the NFL. <laughs> Not yet. No robot. Not yet. Just it's people. They're just coming. people. They're all. They're all people. They're persons. They're all people. They're all persons. Thanks to all our people on this broadcast crew uh, helping us get this show together. That's Pete Briscoe. That's Tony Maselli. I'm J.P. Shadrick. I'm also a person. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.